<laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. And it was because he had seen it too, that mm -hmm. I felt like the conversation flowed well. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, we're recording, so cool. we can jump right in. This is probably going to be a short episode, honestly. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys, but the new writers didn't give us much great content to work with. <laughs> no. No, they and, didn't. And, you know, I remember giving them a lot of grace when we first found out that they were going to take over because they are a well-liked duo over in Turkey. Um, and I know they didn't get much of a chance to do much with the show, but honestly, with the three episodes that they did get, with 48 and 49 now, yeah. I'm like, okay. Not impressive. Even, no. And I'm like, even if there, even if you had 10, 15, 20 more episodes with this, like, what are you trying to accomplish? There was just so much dead weight in this episode. Yeah. That's a really good way to describe it. Dead weight. It was because it was like, you're just bogging the episode down. And even if you have a vision for 10 episodes from now, oh, like the whole Salim thing, it just did not make sense. It And that whole, I mean, we'll obviously get there when we get there, but like that whole scene in John's office went on for way too long. Um, I felt and like every seat, like uh, maybe 80% of the episode was out of left field. Yeah. They were all really long scenes. Like uh -huh. all of the randomness was just really drawn out. It felt like they wrote two different episodes with two different outcomes and they just were like let's mix random crap from each one so that we give them whiplash because yeah you know and again when we get to this scene but there's a particular scene that's so sweet and adorable but I can't even enjoy it because I'm like it doesn't even make sense it makes zero sense <laughs> from everything that happened before and after it it's like, what is this? Why, why is this here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so, so confusing. So confusing. I totally agree. So anyways, hi guys. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're happy. We're happy to hang out with you this week. Yeah. Um, not so happy about the episode, but right. Happy to be in your ears. We're um, so close to being done. I know. After so today's weird. episode, there's only two more. The end of the month, because what's the date today? Will be the fifteenth um, when this when this drops. Yeah. Well, today for you who are listening. So the twenty eighth, twenty ninth will be our last episode for EK. So we've got two more episodes after this. It's so weird. That's sad <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it'll be the end of an era well and I don't know I know we were talking about the final episode um yeah live but what if we just did a final episode and but then recorded an a completely different just live episode sure we like could do just like a Q&A or mm -hmm. like a general just, yeah people, people want to chat comment give their yeah. thoughts in general on the series, share their favorite moments. Um, cause then it'll at least give us one more episode to share with everyone before we take a little break. Cause I like that idea. We have to, we have to pick a new DZ too. Um, well, I'm really interested in how 
the whole COVID-19 situation mm-hmm. is going to affect those summer shows that yeah. are supposed to be starting in the summer. Um, yeah. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, many things like sports and mm-hmm. some shows and movies and stuff, they're all delayed. Right. So it makes me curious as to how that will affect uh, the DZ. Uh-huh. Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, because what? EK was originally a summer, intended to be a summer rom-com. And it started uh, July of 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, if we have a summer DZ that's coming in July, maybe, hopefully, by then, things as far as society and all that will be somewhat back to normal as far as out and functioning. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just, you never know. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll just play that by ear and figure it out. And I mean, we can always just pop on with just random bonus episodes about whatever the heck we want. So that's true. Um, cause it's our podcast. So. <laughs> that's <laughs> we, very true. We can do that. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can do what we want. You guys. Yep. That's right. Um, so yeah. What do you guys think of that? Like our, pl- our original plan was to take a, a little break after finishing EK because I believe we were assuming that we're going to give Aisha's new DZ a try. Um, yeah. Because she's writing as far as we know, still a summer DZ. And I think it'd be really cool to hopefully see her start and finish one to see her own storylines like played out. Um, so I think if that's, if that's still going to happen, I think that'd be a fun one for us to do. If that's something you all would be interested in. Yeah. I think that would be my preference. Um, I I agree. And I, I think it'd be cool too, because it's not a Demet or a John Deasy. Mm -hmm. So it'd be something different. Um, because you know, as much as we like to believe the world starts and ends with them, um, there are a lot of other really great DZ actors out there. So yeah, <laughs> give them all a fair chance. So anyhow, we're, we're we can spread the love. We don't discriminate yeah. against DZs. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um. So, anyways, those are just my rambling thoughts, though. So, um, what else do we have here? Um, hope you guys are all doing well in this. What even is this week five, four week five of like, at least for us, I think it's, we're starting going into week five of quarantine in California. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, because they, so it was the 14th mm-hmm. of March was the official stay home yeah. order. Yep. So, um, Yeah been over a month of this and I'm adjusting. I mean, I'm making it work. I'm doing my one day out tomorrow. I'm going to be driving to the grocery store and all that good stuff, fill my house for the week. And then, um, yeah, I've just been, I've become a zoom addict. I'm like, (laughs) let's do a family zoom. Let's do a friend zoom. Let's do book club zoom. (laughs) I think because I have to do it for work, I'm not as enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> about it. Oh, I, I mean, 
I mean, it's super convenient. So I'm not saying right. that I hate Zoom, but I'm like, yeah, but it's one thing when you have to use it versus, right. like, yeah, using it for recreation. Yeah. So I get it. I'm, I'm a puzzle addict, is what I, that's what I've become. I was you already are. a puzzler, <laughs> but this whole staying inside, oh man, I've been, I've been loving it. Yep. <laughs> Ashley texted through. me. She texted me the other day, you guys, and she was like, <laughs> I have five puzzles in my cart. It's like a hundred dollars <laughs> puzzles. She's like, I need to narrow it down. Help me. I was like, <laughs> help Kristen. <laughs> so I have one. I, I want to sit down and work on it. I, well, you've been doing far better things with your time. Well, I'm making, I, making masks. I've been sewing face masks and I dropped off a batch at one of our hospitals last week. Mm -hmm. And then a nurse from a different hospital. There's like three hospitals up here within my immediate driving distance. And a nurse who works in the labor and delivery unit at a different hospital was like, we cannot like find masks for ourselves. And we're in very close contact with our patients because they're giving birth and we have to be like all up in their business. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was like, would you like be willing to make masks for our department? So this week I'm making face masks for the labor and delivery unit. Awesome. At one of, at one of the hospitals. But yeah, I just was like, last week I was like, go, 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 go. I was doing it like all day, every day. And I was like, I'm going to burn out if I do this. So I just need to set a, just an amount of time where I'm doing it for a little bit. And then I like take a break and I read or I work on my puzzle that I outlined, but haven't been able to do much of. Yeah. Um, like that. I was like, cause otherwise it's going to start feeling like a job. Yeah. And, um, I don't want it to become that I'm doing it cause I want to help, but I want to, I want to still have a good attitude about it. So totally. So Makes yeah. Sense. Um, anyhow, anything else, um, non podcast or EK related? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, I guess we can dive into question of the week. Sure. I had those saved so that I wouldn't have to search on my phone. So last week, Ashley asked you guys, which style era did you prefer? And we got a lot of mixed answers. Um, Nayara said that she loved her style in the beginning of the show. Sanem's. Uh, she wore a lot of shorts, t-shirts, sneakers, sometimes a dress or a skirt, but it was very similar to, she says it was very similar to my style. Maybe that's why, but mm -hmm. I really liked most of her looks. Um, and then she says, and my favorite John look is at the beginning as well, like around episode 11. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Anika said, my development of style has been heavily influenced by Sanem from about the beginning up to episode 40. So for hmm. me, it's very special. My favorite style era for John has to be from the beginning up to episode 30 ish, because I thought it was so, I thought it was thought out so well. And so unique, the denim jacket boots and t-shirt combo. OMG. She <laughs> <laughs> was saying that, however, I absolutely love the bohemian and edgy look they took on after the one year apart because it holds a lot of symbolic meaning of their growth, which I thought that's very true. Yeah. Uh, Liel said, honestly, I was so influenced by how good John and Demet looked in every outfit they wore that every style era I saw at the time was my favorite. So basically I don't have a preference. And she says, I love how you guys covered this episode 
only you guys can make the frustration laughable. <laughs> and thank you for that. That <laughs> that's quite the compliment because it is these episodes now are quite frustrating. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, another answer on Twitter says the boho period all the way. Loved everything about John and Son M's outfit and hair. Even the house Son M lived in, 100% my dream house. Uh, Sandira said both had their charms, but I love the boho chic era. John Bay was so creative in his attire. Half the fun was working out what uh, Osley was going to style him in. <laughs> mm, yeah, seriously. Osley, his stylist, not Osley, the writer that we don't love. <laughs> and then Sonia said, Girlish summer cuteness from 15 to six, from episodes 15 to 16, same for John. Later during the winter, they went a little too extravagant with both of them and his hair and all. Boho Sanem was cute. Tarzan John, looking at it now, a little too wild even for my taste. Hmm. So, um, yeah, kind of all over the map. But yeah, I think I'm in the in the camp of preferring the early, early days. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, but I, I do agree that the, the evolution of their wardrobes also mm-hmm. really signifies the evolution of their characters. Yes. Cause Sanem almost dressed younger in those early days. Um, oh yeah. And I feel like that was a little, uh, indicative of her naivete mm-hmm. and, uh, just how young she really was at the beginning of yeah. all of it. Well, yeah, because even like in our rewatching, um, in the group and you know we started with episode 11 we didn't start with episode one but even just looking at her in episode 11 mm-hmm. versus like where we're at now and those were not even a year apart in as far as filming goes right and she looks like she has like grown and matured so much from those episodes to now yeah um so yeah you're right like they did a she did a very good job portraying just her innocence and yeah. her un- unworldliness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost feel like like 10 through the mid-20s was kind of a sweet spot with mm-hmm. both of their wardrobes it, mm-hmm. for me. Because um, yeah. I feel like Osley had really kind of figured out like John's wardrobe. Yes. Um, and then with Demet, you know, she almost kind of started to dress a little more business casual yes and I really liked that me too some of, I, I agree because it's kind of a good middle ground like she's not dressing in um completely practical clothes right she's not in t-shirts and jeans right <laughs> yeah and like sneakers right uh, but she's not over the top you know she's not dressing like super like Layla or Duran or anything like that exactly uh, but yeah, like she, she's a little more grown up. And again, mm-hmm. that could just be very symbolic of where she's at. She's in a relationship and, um, right. you know, more grown, doing more grown up things. And so that's kind of reflected in what she's um, wearing. Definitely. So, um, anyhow, um, that was it for question of the week. We can move on to the hashtag, which was like the most not matching hashtag ever. Um, it's, the hashtag for this episode is Tutkulu Bitter Ashk, which is a passionate love. And what? Uh huh. And so, who decided that was appropriate? I don't know, but I was like, a passionate love. There, not, not, none of that is portrayed 
in this episode, like Demet or Sanem gets pretty passionate when she's airing her frustrations and things, but like, it's not yeah. love. She, oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's talking about their love, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's weird. So that I was like, I like scrolled through the feed to make sure I didn't like accidentally scroll to a different episode and mm-hmm. hashtag. And I was like, no, this is the one for 49. And I love it. I didn't even write. I didn't even try to write my own summary for 49 because the Instagram one is like two sentences long. And it's like, yep, that about sums this episode up. Because it says, Son M makes a radical decision about John. The little lie that Layla told to save the campaign creates even bigger problems in the agency. Son M, who was trying to win John back, makes a radical decision because of an event she witnessed. So, yeah, that's basically that's, all that happened. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Wow. So, I was like, even the EK uh, admin for Instagram couldn't come up with anything flowery or he couldn't even come up with a paragraph of yeah, wow. what happened in this episode. So, so with that being said, guys, let's dive in. Oh, my gosh. So we start off really strong, you know? Yep. <laughs> they're, they're at the hut. They're dancing. They are legitimately about to kiss. They are about to kiss. It's right there. It's right within our grasp. Mm -hmm. They should have done it. They because here's what should have happened. And then (laughs) Ashley can tell you what actually happened in this scene. They should have kissed. Yeah. During that kiss, we would get a really like fast forwarded montage of all the memories being logged back into John's brain, mm-hmm. like from backward to, or from forward to backward. Like, so the last thing that's in there is the kiss at the theater or even the kiss, even the almost kiss from volume five, I would have been fine with either sure. one of those. And then he's like, Whoa, Oh my gosh. Like I'm back. You're my son. M like, Things are great. And then, okay, fine. Maybe they get interrupted by Liam like they're about to. And they have to deal with everything going on with the agency. That's where this episode should have gone. Because we've already dragged out this amnesia thing for two and a half hours last week. But that's not what happens. Because these writers, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. But it wasn't reuniting John M. So... No, for what reasons I couldn't tell you because the show is literally about the two of them. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) they're about to kiss. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I wrote is lamus interruptus because who of all people, but Mm -hmm. the people that we despise the most, well, Mm -hmm. maybe not the most, but the people who got to get married, who don't deserve it, the two stupid selfish sneaky liars of the show and yep. they interrupt our wonderful couple because why do they need to interrupt them because they created a problem themselves that wasn't yep. there beforehand and now they need John and Sanem to come help them because Layla is a liar and decided that making something up in order to save the campaign was the best option for them mm-hmm. so they interrupt but then 
Sanem basically like is upset and John is upset too because he's like, oh, great. I guess everybody knows about my hut. That's Mm. fabulous. And he, everybody just like takes off because John is upset that his special place has been compromised, even though he doesn't understand it's been compromised for a long time now. Right. um, And it doesn't even belong to him anymore. So he takes off. Sanem runs after him. And then it was totally pointless because- it was and lame is just standing there and they're like, oh, we need their help. Now, here's the thing. Also, you guys, Layla and Emery, are their siblings. You know how badly they need to reconnect. Yeah. Now, your lie was not so pertinent in that moment to be discussed and dealt with that you couldn't have given them like three more minutes they probably they would have kissed within like 10 seconds of them arriving yeah see them face to face a centimeter away from each other well they even maybe stop yeah put a hand on your spouse and say hey hang on let them see this moment through and uh-huh. then we will talk to them yeah i mean they even see them and they like look at each other like oh something's going on but it's more like they roll their eyes like well we have bigger fish to fry and no, no, we don't have bigger fish to fry. This when is priority one. Life. Yes. Priority one, period. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about anything else. <laughs> it's true. It's so I don't know true. Who needed to tell the writers that? But <laughs> somebody did not make that clear. Nobody cares about anything else in this show. Guess nope. what we care about? We care about John and Sanem. That's, That's what we right. care about. Yep. So, but this, this whole crap show episode is just Mm -hmm. an example that they clearly don't understand that so because then we pan over to jj and muzo in the most random you know lovers quarrel basically because i called them i called them oscar and felix the odd couple because yeah it's because we've got trouble in paradise now and it's drama over pasta i guess i don't know if muzo is mad that jj doesn't ever cook or Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It doesn't even, it doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. We you spend guys. five minutes on this and then Muzo kicks JJ out and then JJ is walking the streets sad and then JJ ends up staying with the Idens. That's like half of the episode. Yeah. It's JJ's whole venture of being kicked out after mm-hmm. he asked he to get demanded to be kicked out because he yeah. said, I can't leave a place unless I'm fired or kicked out. So you need to kick me out because I want to, he basically wants to storm out. Yeah. But, and then right after he gets kicked out because he forced Muzo to do it, Muzo's Mm -hmm. like, why did I say that? So (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't know if we want to like fast forward through this whole storyline. We can, because there's mostly ties in with the items. Yeah. Um, and like Mahale stuff. Yeah. So basically there, I mean, it would have been a funny scene, except I was just like, I don't care about this right now right. with JJ. Like when he goes and gets the, uh, simit and like shares it with the little neighborhood kids mm-hmm. and they wind up taking all of it. And he's like, all oh, ho hum. He's yeah. like making all these jokes. Well, they're not jokes to him, but to us, they are about like, just give me blanket and cardboard and I'll be fine. I'll be homeless. And Nihat's like, it's 40 degrees Celsius out. You'll melt if I give you a blanket. Yeah. Um, but come stay with us. You know, there's always a place for you. You're like a son to us. 
except then it Nihat ends up regretting it because he's a petulant child and JJ wanting to earn his keep is like cooking breakfast and meals for everyone. He's helping. So of course, like Layla and Mevkabe are just, you know, enamored because, yeah. and they're just adoring of him because he's being so sweet and helpful, but he knows that Nihat's unhealthy. And so he makes him all this healthy food that again, like a three-year-old refusing to eat the dinner that's been put in front of him. Mm-hmm is throwing tantrums about the tofu and the vegetables that he's being forced to eat. And so then he like plots because he wants JJ out of there and Emre's in agreement because Emre's like, he's monopolizing my wife's time. She spends time with him and I'm jealous. Yeah. Cause Layla and JJ are doing work together and rather mm -hmm. than getting out of bed and just helping them so that he can also spend time with his wife. Mm -hmm. He just Mm -hmm. pouts in bed and Mm -hmm. is sitting there and acting all sad. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, Emery winds up bribing Muzo. Like, I don't care what mm-hmm. you have to do. Get him to move back in. Muzo uses that to get some leverage in the company. Like, well, I want to sit in on, you know, creative meetings, blah, blah, blah. So Muzo gets JJ to move back in. Mevkabe's all sad about him leaving. She loves having him there. Meanwhile, right. Nihat's just being a total jerk and like dancing in the streets for joy that JJ's finally out of there. Right. Like, it's just really stupid. And so much of the episode is spent on this so yeah. much. It's pretty uh, ridiculous. So by the end, everything is better. He's out of the Iden's house. He's mm-hmm. back with Muzo. They've kind and, of made up. And, and they're eating the pasta that they never ate at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like, so it's just it, full circle. And it is all pointless. So after that, um, so now that we've got that half of the episode <laughs> worked out we can go back to john m yes so um aziz and john are at the farm they're having a heart to heart because we all know that baba aziz is really good for those and he's asking like hey how are things with son m i know you've been spending time together how are you feeling you know or is anything sparking you know and and john's been reading the book which is good Yes, he has been reading the book and Son M's about to uh, walk up, presumably to probably talk to John about something, Right. but she hears him talking with dad. So she kind of stays back for a minute and all she hears him say before turning around and leaving in tears is John saying like, dad, I know my memory is gone, but shouldn't I feel some type of like tugging in my heart for her? Like I don't feel her in my heart at all. And that's all Son M hears. Yeah. He's like, we, everyone says that we had such a big love, you know, why don't, why aren't I feeling that? Right. So Son M turns around and nopes it on out of there after that, because she's not a glutton for punishment and doesn't want to hear any more about how she's not in the man's uh, heart who she loves. Yeah. But Aziz is like reminding him and saying like, listen, I know that, but you have to understand, like, I've never seen a love like yours. I've never seen the kind of like devotion and commitment that you two have had for one another and how, you know, how big it is. And he basically symbolically tells him like, don't stop reaching out for her. Don't stop reaching for her and holding her hand. Um, And he's like, if you really understood what you were saying, you would be upset with yourself for, yeah. If, yeah. If pre-memory loss, John heard this John saying that you don't understand how upset you would be. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's good advice from Baba. And, you know, it's, I think it's good that he tries to help John understand 
the mm-hmm. depth of their relationship and everything yeah. that they went through. Um, even though if he's reading the book, he should be getting that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so Sanem runs back home because she's upset and Mirabon comes in and sees her crying. And Sanem basically just explains what she just overheard. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's, he's back to being the evil king. Like he really is the evil king. And she's, she's kind of talking to herself too. Yeah. She says, uh, you didn't lose your mind when you hit your head. You went back to your old self. You're evil. She's like kind of talking to herself. And then Mirabon comes. Um, so, and at the, so basically with this, after all the, so, you know, last episode, it was all these shenanigans of Sanem trying to spark his memory. And she's just like, okay, what can I do? Let me try to get him back to where he was. Right. And now after him saying that, she's like, fine, whatever, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm going to stop trying. And I can't say that I would blame her for that. I would be really frustrated too. Well, yeah. And like, again, I'm just going to blame this on the writing. Sorry. Maybe I blame too much on them, but if John's not even, they're not even making John a sympathetic character at this point, because other than him, like reading the book, he's not trying at all. And I understand that it's, it's confusing for him because I can only imagine if I woke up tomorrow and lost even just a few months off of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, that there'd be things that I'm just like, whoa, you know, I, I would be a somewhat different person mm-hmm. just because I'm like confused and I'm this, but you know, like we said, they just turned him into this like kind of insensitive jerk. Well, and, and it's like, you know, if we're looking back to the evil King days, she thought he was the evil King. It wasn't, he never acted that way towards her. It was no. all the stuff that Emre was was purporting and that he was and that he was doing. It wasn't because he actually was the evil king. And he never, even during that time, I, I the only time he closely acted like this towards her was like the first or the second episode when they mm-hmm. did not know each other at all and he's just like he catches her in his house yes yeah but that didn't happen Mm -mm. so it it just uh, Mm -hmm. yep i don't know who this john is yeah yeah he's not my john John. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah if he was just a little more of a sympathetic character right now i feel like i'd be like man son am cut him some slack he's trying but he's not trying. But he's not trying. Yeah. So then um, we're at the agency. It's the next morning, right? It's the next morning. Because well, she doesn't want to go to work with him. Yes. So uh, Sonam just gets off the phone with Mevkabe and, um, and he's like, let's go to work. She's like, no, I'm going to call a taxi. And he's like, we're going to the same place. And she's like, listen, I'm just your employee and it's not a appropriate for a boss to drive his employee into work. I'll go my on my own. Well, yeah. she can't get a taxi. There's none available. So she winds up having to ride to work with him. Right. Um, and then again, I wrote Duran, the only one really working <laughs> because she's like, Muzo, you need to answer phones. I need you to transfer calls and this and that because they don't have a secretary. 
And he's like, I hold 0.001% in the company. I am above that. Yeah. So she's like, fine, then interview people and hire someone. Like, but we need someone to answer, you know, we need someone to do this. Um, he's also just all distracted and worried about JJ. And then JJ comes in and there's a moment and Duren's like, obviously you guys have personal things going on. Work is not the place for that, which yeah. she's right. Yeah. Uh, so John and Sun M get there, Layla and Emre arrive and they, it's time to have a meeting to discuss the whole Arthur Capello drama. So Emre, um, after they kind of chit chat about what they're going to do, like find someone to portray him, whatever. He's like, Hey, I want a moment alone with my brother. And I thought, Oh, maybe he's going to like encourage him, um, you know, to like kind of pick up where he left off at the cabin when they were interrupted. Like, Hey, it looked like you and son were really connecting and again, total missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. No. What does he do? Let (laughs) me tell you. He's like, Hey, Layla deserves a promotion because she can't just be my assistant anymore. She's so much better than that. She handled the whole situation with the cosmetic company so well. She just thought so quick in the moment. No, she didn't. She freaking lied. You want to promote your wife because she lied and created this huge mess that you are now. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's Emre and he's a moron. What else would he want from his moron wife but for her to be a lying snake like him? Mm -hmm. Like, she did such a great job. (laughs) She's acting just like me. Mm -hmm. It was just so like, are you freaking kidding me? And all I thought to myself was poor Duren, because where's her promotion? Where, like, yep. I mean, she is the creative director. Yeah. Still, she should Mm -hmm. have like... 40% 40% of the, she should be like yes. a 40% stakeholder at this yep. or yep. like a 60% because she's Amen. the one who does all the work in that, in that place. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Duren. Honestly. So, so go she, ahead. Gets her, she gets her promotion. Nobody cares, whatever. They all major, clap for her. Insert then, major eye roll here. Yeah. So then John and Sanem have to go meet Asim Bey, his or his brother, um, mm at the women art because Asimbe is gone. So his brother is dealing with the whole cream situation and the uh, campaign with the agency and the right. whole, that whole situation of deciding which agency they're going to go with and all of that. So they're on their way and son M is still like giving them the cold shoulder because she's irritated and she's like, I'm not yep. trying anymore. So whatever. Yep. So Your she's, friend. yeah. So she's telling him, Hey, you should take the coastal road because if you keep going this way, we're going to hit major traffic. And John, because apparently he's a jerk now, uh, is like, well, yeah, okay, sure. You want me to take the coastal road? I know why, because you're just trying to get me so we can go back over to the rocks. And she's like, no, <laughs> if you I'm look not. at the navigation, <laughs> if you take a look at my GPS right here, that I can't really change because it just shows the actual traffic. Mm-hmm. You can see why I'm advising you to do this. But he decides that his way is the best way. And then what do you know? They end up stuck in traffic. Shock. So, um, also, yeah. So they're stuck in traffic. They're going to be late. And, oh, one funny thing. He mm-hmm. was his like, 
very reasonable. I'm, I'm being reasonable with the crazy person. High voice. High pitched. Yes. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote John M argues over which route to take high pitched. John comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and Oh, look, John M was right. Uh-huh. And then she, I love it because she, she's the one who points out you realize now, cause he's like, well, you know, We'll tell the, like, basically like, we'll make up some kind of excuse as to why we're late. And she's like, so we lied in order to be able to get this meeting. And now we're lying about, uh, the director that's going to direct it. And now we're going to have to lie on top of all those lies about why we didn't make it to the meeting on time. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Like, which I would love to point out that that's something more that John would say. Uh-huh. The oh, real I, John. I have something to say about that later. Me too. Okay, good. So. So M's like, uh, peace out, bro. This guy's got a motorcycle. I'm going to pay yeah. him to weave through all this traffic and get me to the meeting on time. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to do what I have to do. And John's like, M, where are you going? M, what are you doing? And she's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets her hitchhiked ride to um, the woman art building. Uh-huh. She calls John like, hey, where are you? I'm here. And he's like, well, I'm still 25 minutes out because I didn't listen to you. So rather than letting her deal with the situation and have the meeting by herself, what does he tell her? What is our not John yep. to do that oh, John he, would never do ever in his life? He tells her to lie to uh, to stall the meeting uh-huh. until he gets there. Yeah. And I'm like, no, John would tell Son M, you are capable. You yep. are a professional. You are good at your job. Go in there and take care of business. Yep. Absolutely, he would. But apparently, this alternate reality John doesn't think that she's capable of doing that. And she even calls him out on that. She's like, oh, so you don't think I'm capable of handling this? Uh And I don't even remember what he says to her because it went through my head because I was like, he wouldn't say that and he wouldn't write about that. He would tell her to just have the meeting for her creams, period, in the first place. Exactly. So put put a pin in that just for just a second because a scene right before this. Um, yeah, is Mirhaban is apologizing to Aziz for the craziness that was last week because she let her hatred of Huma, basically those emotions take over, yeah. you know, she had that whole flip out on her last episode and Aziz was like, yeah, we need a breather because I basically I'm too old for the, all this kind of drama in my life and I want just peace. And she basically agrees with him at this point, like I overreacted. I let her get under my skin. And they seemingly make up, but it's clear that things are still strained. Like Aziz is like, hmm, like he hugs her. They decide to have lemonade together, but you can tell he's like not fully over it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, so yeah, put a pin in that for later. Yeah. Back to um, John. Well, so I said in Sonemity ensues to try to hold off the meeting until John gets there. Mm-hmm. and but the guy's like well you're here and I have questions and basically is like okay well how much does because their excuse is going to be oh that director's not available because he wants an obscene amount of money so and, we're not going to work with him and we're not going to work with him well this brother of the CEO is like well how much does he want son M is like it's so offensive that I can't even say it out loud I'm going to write it down so clearly she writes down a number that she just thinks is astronomical and ridiculous that he'll for sure say no to she shows it to him and i think basically what goes on in this guy's mind is like 
well, this guy must be really good if he can demand this. So, and I don't want my brother to be upset uh, when he comes back that we didn't do like the best campaign ever. So yeah, I'll pay him that. And she's like, wait, what? Like crap. So John gets there, right? As that's decided. And the guy's like, all right, cool. Like, well, we've got a deal. So we're going to pay you. They walk out and John's like, son, what the heck happened? She tells him like, these people are filthy rich because they didn't, he didn't even like bat an eyelash at the amount I wrote down. So now we really do have to try to find someone to be this director because they're expecting the best now. Yeah. And he, they're walking back out to the truck and he's basically like, well, why didn't you just lie again to convince him? John would never say that. Yep. Never. Ever. Never, ever, ever. So they kind of argue back and forth some more. The book is even brought up um, during this time. The book is brought up a couple times Mm -hmm. during this episode. Yeah. And like he, like earlier when they're getting ready to go to into the agency Mm -hmm. he said something about oh did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed I didn't read anything like that in the book so maybe this is your norm but I don't know it's there it's interesting that they keep having him reference the book right like oh the book didn't say anything about this right I don't I'm assuming they're trying to make it clear that he's reading the book Mm -hmm. but to what end? It's not helping yeah. the situation at all. No, because when he brings it up, it's usually in light of like, again, I don't buy into any of this. This is really unbelievable. Right. Like, oh, our great love, according to this book. And she's like, yeah, we did have a, <laughs> a great yeah. love. Okay. Just yeah, because it you wasn't, can't remember it doesn't yep. mean it didn't happen. Right. She's like, uh, I wasn't the only one who fell in love. Exactly. You did too. Yeah. So- there that's that um they yeah. leave the comp- they leave the the woman art company um we get a little other sneak peek that things aren't all sunshine and roses for Aziz and Mirabon like right some there's just an awkward interaction and it's just strained you can tell mm-hmm. so then we're back at Fikri Harika and now they're all meeting regarding now we need to come up with a fake director Arthur Capello because these guys now want the best and they're willing to pay for it so again, John mm-hmm. says something to the effect of, yeah, you know, lying isn't really my thing, but I'll do it for the agency. And I said, yeah, okay, sure. No, you would not. No, he would, especially this John mm-hmm. from episode one, because yep. if anybody, let's think back to the early days of EK, all that anyone ever said about John as far as his personality, one uh-huh. of the like main things that was harped on over and over and over again by Emre, by everybody who knows him was what is the one thing that John Bay hates? Lying. Yep. It's the one thing he can't stand. Yep. That's why he ends a friendship, ends a yep. like 30 year long friendship with Metin mm-hmm. because he lied to him. That's why everything hits the fan with you know, Emre using Sanem to, mm-hmm. to do his evil doings because right. she was lying to him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's mad at Emre because Emre was lying to him. It's all about the lies. Yep. So for him to be 
this supposed John who can't remember anything and to be like, you know, flying isn't really my thing. What a way to put it. But yeah. I'll do I'll do it for the agency. I'll do it for the team. Yeah. It's like, no, you cannot convince me that he nope. would be okay with that. Nope. So it's like, to me, sorry, I don't care how loved this writing duo is. That's lazy writing. You clearly didn't look back on former episodes or what the other writers wrote. Like, right. You know, because I'll give Osley this. Uh, she carried on with the whole John hating liars and lying. And anytime he, anytime he did have to be a part of it, like when Sanem would lie about where she was so she could be with John, he always made it clear, like, I don't like this. I want to mm-hmm. be with you. But this, you know, it's going to come back and basically blow up in our faces. Yep. So, yeah. Anyways. So, um, hashtag not my John is like, well, let's just, you know, come up with more lies to tell. And, um, then Layla is like, oh, Hey, let me channel my inner Eileen and we'll call the hacker dude that we like ruined his life. Um, hail me or whatever. Yeah. His, you know, you guys ruined his life in the early episodes, but Hey, let's give him a call because he can create us a fake website. That's all about this director so that it seems legit. Yeah. And Emery's like, great idea, babe. (laughs) Of course. So they flit off to go do their Uh. evil bit bidding. And uh, Sanem kind of starts hair. There's like some hair flipping and. Um, it's like a little work montage, Mm -hmm. but she's like, I'm not working over here. I'm working over there. (laughs) Yes. But then like, they're stealing glances at each other from across the office and she kind of starts little flirty movements, but Uh then she remembers what he said to Baba. And then she's like, no, no, I need to get that out of my head and focus. Like I'm done. Yeah. Um, So so she, she finds, um, an ideal actor to play this Arthur Capello guy because he he's spent multilingual. Some time, uh-huh. He spent some time in the UK, so he knows English. So they're like, okay, well, let's go meet with him. But they can't meet with him because he's in a play. So they have to go sit through the entire play and then they can talk to him. Yep. And John's like, let's go, Sanem. And you're like, part of me is like, why do you want to bring her with you everywhere? I know. If you're just again, that's the whiplash of this episode because. Uh, there one of them is either annoyed with the other while the other one's all like being googly eyed, and then it switches and snaps, and then again they're one the other one's back to being annoyed. It, ugh. Anyway, no, it doesn't make any sense. None of it so, makes sense. Layam is out bribing the hacker dude. Um, John M or is at the theater, and I said I stand a snarky son M in here, honestly. He's like trying to make conversation and stuff. And he's just like, oh yeah, he must be a good actor, huh? Because there's this theater barely has any people in it. And she's like, it's summertime. The theaters are emptier in the summertime. Like, and he's like, oh, I guess you're right. And she's like, mm-hmm. Like, I just love it. She's so snarky with him. Yeah. He's like this whole episode. He's trying to make conversation and she's just being very like short with him. Mm-hmm. And then he, she's like the play starting. So shh, hushes him up. Um, And then... Um, we, the play finishes and John's like, well, I think that's our guy. And he's, 
then all of a sudden a switch turns and he's like, bravo, you're so smart and talented. Like you, you are just amazing that you found this guy. He pulls her in and is like holding her and hugging her. Yeah. Congratulating her on how smart she is. And she's like, she kind of gives in for a second, like mm-hmm. into his embrace. And then she's like, no, I said, she stands her quote, John Bay ground. Like, no, yeah. you are John Bay. I'm your employee. Like, let's well, go talk. And he noticed that she's calling him John Bay. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm John Bay. And she's like, well, you're my boss. So what else yep. am I going to call you? Yep. So, so they go back and they're, they talk to the actor and they're interviewing him. And as they're talking to him and just, he's describing other jobs that he's had and mm-hmm. he keeps drinking water and he's like sweating Coughing a lot. And sweating. Yeah. So they're like, okay, are you okay? And mm-hmm. he randomly passes Collapses. out. Yep. <laughs> and John has to do CPR on him. But and John's call- like, my beard is going to get in the way. I can't do CPR. It's it's like, is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> and it's like, call, call was- 112. It's a, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a funny scene. Right. It's not funny at all. But it's not. He's having a heart attack. Yeah, like he, he has to go to the hospital. They have to right. call an ambulance for him. Yep. And John is making jokes about kissing him with CP, with his beard. Right. <laughs> for finding CPR. It's like, oh my gosh, this is such a disaster. Yep. The hot mess express has left the station. Uh, so that all happens. John starts doing compressions before the scene yeah, ends. Whatever. And um, John M. And now it's like kind of later that day where John M. Are they're just getting back to the farm from yeah. going to the hospital with the guy? They're kind of discussing that, like they're how crazy, recapping. you know, like you know, like we wound up going to the hospital with him. And they're like, well, of course we did. We wanted to make sure he was okay. But clearly, they're not going to be able to use him. He's got to recover. Yeah. So, again, that whole arc was completely pointless. And, uh-huh. it, went no- and it went nowhere. Yep. So then, Sanem's like, I'm going to make sandwiches. Would you like a sandwich? And he's like, yes. And I want you to make chai. Like, they're going to have sandwiches and chai together. Yeah. And there's kind of some stolen glances and Disney music and a cute, some little flirty moments and at one point John's looking at her and he says you know even though I don't remember I'm starting to understand and she's like oh what do you mean he's like well if you constantly looked at me like that for two years there's no way I wouldn't have been affected yes so that feels like a nice big move forward right you we've got a nice big step forward with that because he's obviously not unaffected by her again we're seeing more of that this episode Mm -hmm. With the almost kiss, with right. him staring at her during that right. whole work montage. Yep. And now with this, because he's seeing her hot looks and mm-hmm. he's like, well, I don't think I could have gone two years of you looking at me like that and not been affected. Right. So then there's like, they, you know, he helps her grab a dish and that kind of throws them close uh-huh. together. Faces are all close. And then Sanem kind of scolds herself because she's like, look at you melting like ice cream because he finally said like one nice thing. Right. And he kind of makes a comment. He's like goading her and he's like, oh, does it relax you to gaze at me and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of gets snarky again. Like, no, I got to stand my ground. Mm -hmm. 
So he just nopes on out of there before the sandwiches and the tea are even done. Yeah. Cause she's like, and here, you want to start the tea? And he's like, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to make anything. And he walks away. And you're like, what just happened? It's so dumb. It's so stupid. Again, so then it's another left field. It's like, it's like if you had a, if you had point A and point uh-huh. B and uh-huh. rather than just drawing a straight line, there were uh-huh. all these twists and turns and squiggles and going backwards and around yep. and it, there's no logic. And you don't even get to point B. Right. And there's yep. no logic in how or why you're taking the directions that you're taking. Right. So then Sanem's eating her sandwich mm-hmm. and she's kind of yelling loud enough for John to hear about like how good her sandwich is, all this stuff. But, and so he texts her mm-hmm. and is like, you're being really loud. I am trying to sleep. Uh, we have like, to work in the morning. Uh, it. Mm. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's just really dumb and annoying. It is. Because it's this like, you know, of- if I were Sanem, I would feel the same way. And I'd almost mm-hmm. be like, you're not that guy that I fell in love with. And maybe we shouldn't even bother <laughs> with. Yeah. You. Like, I don't, I don't know. How much can you take of this right. kind of hot and cold right. attitude? Yep. So, so then. Oh, uh, no. I thought something was next, but it's not. So it's, go ahead. Huma, I'm just skipping over the whole yeah. Layla because we kind of the next that. the next morning, yeah. The next morning, Huma shows up at John's, which actually I was like, "Huh, this makes sense." What you're about to do, yeah, it does. Because um, she shows up with photo albums, not just from his childhood, but because you know he remembers that, but still from his childhood. But she's like, "Hey, I have photos from Layla and Emery's wedding. Like maybe that'll jog something for you." Yeah, and nobody can blame him because he's like, all he knows of his mother is their relationship before any of this. Yep. And he's like, yeah, well, I wish you'd call them because I have to go into work. I don't have time for this. And he just kind of leaves. So um, Huma's like, okay. So she goes to leave. Mirhaban sees her, confronts her. Yeah. Have a little spat because Huma knows how to get under her skin. Mm-hmm. Aziz sees it from afar and is like, kind of like, oh, here we go again. And things are already not great between them. So this right. just can't make it any better. Mm-hmm. Um And then I said, oh, great, because now we see a Jeep pull up randomly. Yeah. Time for discount Bambi, everybody. Yep. Time for discount Bambi, who's also supposed to, like, what, be John's female alternate ego? Because she's all, like, decked out in medals and, like. Mm -hmm. She's got combat boots on and her she drives a Jeep and she goes camping. Yeah. (laughs) Uh-huh. So she's the the female version of John, everybody. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all that there is to his personality, yeah. apparently. Yep. Uh so uh there's a whole again, there's a whole supposedly comedic situation where she comes in and because she's dressed casually, they think that she's the girl who's applying to be the secretary. So mm-hmm. they're talking crap about her right in front of her face. Yeah. Which I'm sorry, yep. would you actually do that with a secretary? Exactly. No, they just kind of set her aside like, okay, we'll get to you because they're waiting for this yeah. important niece of the CEO dude. Uh-huh. And um, then this, this, you know, nicely dressed girl arrives. They usher her into John's office. They're like tripping themselves over to help her. And basically when John gets there to talk to her, they realize, 
oh crap, she's here to apply for the secretary position. And it's like, oh, so that girl you have out there that you're ignoring is maybe she the person we're supposed to be talking to. They all fumble and freak out and try to make up for the fact that they were total jerks to her face. Yeah. And it's just dumb. So eventually John gets the correct girl, Aicha, into his office. And she's talking about this Arthur Capello and asking about him. Like, I tried looking him up, but I can't find any info about him. So again, while. Meanwhile, yeah, the hacker yeah. dude's trying to hurry and finish. They're like threatening him. Like, if you don't finish this within five minutes, you'll never get another job ever again. Like, well, it'll be the last job you do. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, he's literally moving as fast as he possibly can. Right. He hasn't had very much time to create a person out of nothing. Uh-huh. And he's like typing furiously. And they're like, hurry, be faster. Hurry uh-huh. up. Can you please be fast? Like, you standing over his shoulder and berating him and consistently telling him to be faster. Is it going to help the situation at all? If anything, you're going to stress him out and he's going to go slower and make more mistakes. So they're like freaking out because again, they're adding further lies to this whole situation. So they're like, Oh no, we're going to be caught in our lie. Let's threaten this hacker. (laughs) Yeah. In order to save yep. our own butts. So basically, they finish the website. They rush in. And Layla, again, makes up another lie and is like, oh, you couldn't find anything because he's called Arthur Capello, but his actual name is Arturo Capello. So you mm. just need to search that. And when the girl searches it, it pops up. And she's like, oh, but why didn't you guys just tell me that to begin with then? Uh-huh. Why do you have me sitting and waiting this whole time about it? John, John lies, which he would not do. And he's like, John oh, well, I'm all just, people. I'm, I'm so familiar with him. I've always called him Arthur. Like, basically, I didn't even think about the fact that, like, it might be under a different spelling. It's so stupid, you guys. Yep. So, so meanwhile, uh, as this is happening, JJ and Muzo are scaring off the secretary who is applying mm-hmm. for the position yep. because JJ's fear of firing. And she's like, uh, are they always threatening to fire people around here? Right. JJ goes like he's gonna jump out the window, and so it's she a run- really dumb scene. Yeah. So she runs away. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's gone. Yeah. So Muzo woos JJ. They hug and make up, and whatever. Yeah. Then they just uh, Aisha or John. One of them initiates like a lunch meeting. Like, okay, let's go out to lunch and further discuss all of this. And yeah. John's like, Sana M, you're coming too. Which again, I don't understand why he's like, come along with me because he's just irritated and annoyed with her most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. So but it's like, well, you better come. You better mm-hmm. come with us. So they and, go to a Mexican restaurant. Yep. And now, because John insisted that she come, now she's basically third wheeling because mm-hmm. – they're talking about how they've both been to Mexico and they and, travel and mm-hmm. yeah. And they're talking about how they both know Spanish and they're both like ordering the same food because they're both so familiar with the Mexican culture. Right. And it's like, meanwhile, San M is just sitting there having mm-hmm. to watch the two of them mm-hmm. be all chummy. And yep. of course, what is going to happen? Some insanity is going to come out. Right. Because she's going to get a little bit jealous because she's like, well, you're basically flirting with this girl right in front of mm-hmm. me. And you're mm-hmm. both talking about how, what world travelers you are. 
So she right. starts to act a little crazy. But honestly, yep. what else do you expect? This poor girl. Yep. And I I do love at some point um because I think Aisha like asks her something about like traveling and she's like, well, I was supposed to travel the world. And she's like, oh, what happened? And she's like, oh, well, the man I was supposed to travel with lost his mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, girl. That was a good dig. So it was a really good dig. So yeah. And then like you said, insanity ensues. She tries to act like she has a Mexican friend and like <laughs> runs off to the bathroom to argue with her head voice. It's taunting her. Right. You know, because John whole- and Aicha are like talking about outdoor sports and all right. that. And then Sanem kind of randomly, yeah, Sanem kind of randomly shouts, Chico. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so she goes off to meet her Mexican friend, Chico. Yes. So um, that lunch kind of finishes yeah. and Baba shows up at the agency and they're like, oh, are you here to check on everything? And he's like, no, no, I'm and leaving. Hashtag not my ID. <laughs> he's like, Hey guys, I know like things are crazy right now. And John, I know your brain's not still fully healed. Yeah. And you don't have your memory back, uh-huh. but I'm noping on out of here. Yeah. I'm Mir- going to Amsterdam. Yeah. Mirabon is acting a little bit like Huma. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of tired of that, even though we reconnected after 40 years or whatever. And she was I'm- the love of my life. And I'm uh-huh. telling you not to give up on the love of your life. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes, up on yes. mine. So the second he said that he could, he's like, John, let me just tell you something about Sunem. He says, never let go of her hand, my son. And I said, okay, hypocrite. Yeah. And he's like, Emre, do everything to keep Layla happy. Yeah. Give your sons this very specific advice on keeping their women and staying connected with them. But, you know, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go live in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And and Emre is the kind of logical one because he's like, really, dad? Like you're going Mm -hmm. and you're you're leaving Mm -hmm. all of this and us and you're going back to Am- you're going to Amsterdam and John's like let Baba live his life and it's like oh my gosh yep who are these people yep it's terrible what show so, am I watching right now I know so Emery's like upset and I do I liked this saying I don't like everything that's going on but um I liked when Aziz was like I'm just, you know, I'm leaving today. Like, I'm not prolonging any of this because he basically says, if the goodbye becomes too long, then the traveling becomes impossible. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I feel like that's probably like a Turkish quote or saying, you know. Um. Anyways, so then the Fikri Harika work meeting happens where Muzo gets to be there because of his bribing. And they talk about you know, creating this Arthur Capello, the cosmetic commercial, all this yeah. stuff. It's just this whole thing that honestly doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then there's the sad goodbye between Mirabon and Aziz, which is also stupid mm-hmm. because he clearly looks upset to be leaving her. She's upset that he's leaving. Okay. I understand this is probably a budget thing for the show, but honestly, like at this point, send Muzo somewhere. Well, or like there were so many other actors you could have gotten rid of that don't have as prominent of a storyline. You know what they could have done? They could have had Aziz and Mirabon go on a trip together. Mm-hmm. 
And like, that's that. They're going to go on a little vacation. Yep. Rather than him totally noping on out of a relationship that he finally was able to reconnect with, who was apparently yeah. his first love, the love of his life. And now yep. he's just absolutely bailing for yeah. basically no reason. Mm-hmm. And why, like, that was, that could be very simply taken care of by the two of them. Hey, we're going to go on a cruise. We're going to go on vacation. We're going to spend some time in Amsterdam. We -hmm. haven't been able to spend our lives together. And rather than being on this farm, I know that you're still healing, but we're going to take some time to ourselves to Mm -hmm. reconnect. Uh, Very easily taken care of. Because not only did you now cut two actors out of your budget, you didn't completely obliterate the storyline that Aisha started. Exactly. So... Then Liam has a quick lunch with Huma. Basically, the though they don't even have lunch because Huma storms out two seconds later. Because basically, they only take her out to be like, FYI, dad left. And she's like, Mirabon's the reason for this. Blah, and, blah, blah. And storms out. And she out. gets mad and leaves. And gets mad and leaves. Yep. Whatever. So then John M's in the truck. Where are they going? Oh, they're, they're coming back from the restaurant? Yeah. Oh. From from the lunch with Aicha. No. Because. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, why are you? But then this is terrible editing because Baba just said goodbye to them at the office. So John was already back from lunch. No, um, they, they did that right after Baba has a conversation with John and Emre. Aziz goes out and they all, he says goodbye to everybody at the office there. Right. But, and then then Aziz presumably while they're at lunch. Aziz presumably goes home and packs up and says goodbye to Mirabon. So the so the goodbye between John and Emre and Baba happened before John and Sanem go to lunch with Aicha? That oh, make- so maybe they're on their way home from the office? Oh, maybe from the office. Okay, because I was like, if they're... But it's funny. Yeah, you're right. But he starts asking her about like, what was all that back there at the restaurant? Yeah, so like, he's asking I, her about lunch. Right. So part of me is like, well, wouldn't you have already asked her that when you were driving back to the office? So again, the editing and the throwing together of these scenes makes no sense because it's yeah. like, this is a conversation you would have already had on your way back from the restaurant. Unless the three of them all rode together. And then oh, maybe. when they got back to the agency, okay. Aicha left. and Okay. So now he's asking her on the drive home. I'm like making allowances though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for whatever reason, John and Son M are now in the truck together. Yeah. And he's like, what was with all your restaurant craziness? And she gets defensive, basically. And, yeah. And he's like, why were you acting jealous back there? And she's like, oh, because maybe you were flirting with that girl yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. And like, just because you don't remember our relationship doesn't mean we weren't just in one. Exactly. So, Yeah. Um, Huma and Salim are having lunch together because she's whining about Aziz leaving and Mirabon's whole role in it. It's really dumb. But Salim loves Mirabon. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, great. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Aziz is gone. I better go see her and yep. make sure she's okay. So he does. Yeah. And um, Mirabon, I put sad Mirabon and Sanem are bonding over about how they keep losing their defeat men over and over again. Yeah. And Selim walks up and is like, honey, 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 baby, baby, baby. <laughs> and he's like, 
what have I always told you? You don't ask a leaving person to stay and you don't cry and give your tears to someone who left you. Like, and she's like, and he's like, what do I say? And she's like, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's, it's funny to me that they used that because I'm I like, know. is that supposed to be like a Spanish thing? Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just it's a not. Terminator quote. <laughs> so for whatever it's reason. It's not like that- this Spanish turn of phrase. <laughs> so. The light bulb goes on in Sun M's head and she's like, oh my gosh, I found our Arthur Capello. He's multilingual. He knows English. He knows Spanish. She, he she can goes, do a mean Arnold impression. Yep. So she goes running to John and she excitedly tells him her idea. Like, I figured it out. Celine, blah, blah, blah. She like rapidly tells him mm-hmm. and he's like, I approve. Good idea. Calls Aisha right away and is yeah. like, hey, I have the director agreed to meet with you. And she's kind of like, oh, I see your first instinct was to call Aicha. Okay, cool. Guess I'll just sit here and wait for your praise. Like, so um, then, then this oh my right gosh. field scene. That, oh my gosh. And it's literally the only good scene in this entire episode. And I can't even love it because it makes no sense. All they had to do for this to make sense was film another 30 seconds of Sanem waking up from this dream. Yes. Because this was obviously a dream or supposed to be a dream. And then they changed their mind to not make it a dream. But where did it, if it's not a dream again, yes, this is, this is, it's a wonderful scene. It's the best Mm -hmm. scene of the entire episode. Yep. But that's because they're actually acting like themselves. And it's actually like, Oh, look at that. John is, like it's loving so on her, yes. Snuggles up to her. He's teasing her because yes. she's asleep. She's looking beautiful. She's in a white dress, also, which is mm-hmm. very symbolic in this show. And John tickles her awake with a flower, and she's like, "Oh, you know, she's very pleasantly surprised." Well, yeah, because she wakes up because she had rolled over at one point and she had grabbed his arm. So she's like, <clears throat> "Excuse me," snuggled against his arm when she wakes up, like. Oh, and she's kind of surprised and she kind of leans forward and does like a light little kiss touch on his arm with her lips. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, is that flower for me? And he kind of jokes like, no, it's for Arthur Capello. Like, yeah. And being all cute and flirty. Yeah. So he like puts the, you know, he's like giving her the flower. He's, they're both smiling. And at one point he's sitting with her and has his arm around her, snuggling him, her close to him. Uh Uh-huh. And. He's like grabbing at her chin and talking about like, her beautiful heart. Yes, he's like also because of your pretty face being right here. And she's like, oh, why else? And he's like, because you never gave up on me when I lost my memory. And she's like, oh, why else? He's like, your beautiful heart. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, your eyes, everything. Like, And she starts doing the John compliment, like rolling yeah. wave. Yeah. And he kind of even jokes like, oh, I see you learned how to do that. Like, because he knows that's his signature. Like, oh, keep keep them coming. Yes. And they snuggle and all of this. And it's just this sweet scene that fades out. And I literally kept waking for her, waiting for her to wake up from this because uh-huh. I thought this is not real because it makes no sense. Which, again, makes me think they had alternate ideas and things for this episode. And... They were just giving us little teasers of like, look, here's what we were going to do, but not really. Like, 
it to, to me, I'm like, why even give us this? Yeah, because I, it made. I no almost way. don't want this moment because exactly it makes the rest of the episode that much worse. Uh huh. With him because, calling yep. out her fake Chico and yes. the, I, I, it just I'm like I don't hit the whole conversation with Baba mm-hmm. is like nullifies this situation to me. I I don't know it. It's so confusing. Mm-hmm. I want to know who to blame for this because mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. No, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was, I don't know what was going on. It, it was just so frustrating. So random. Just add another little 30 seconds of her waking up yeah. because it's obviously a dream. Or obviously. I don't know all the things that were supposed that supposedly led up to this moment maybe put those scenes in the episode and get rid of all the crappy ones we've just described exactly nobody and, cares um, about jj living with the idens cut all that out mm-hmm. condense mm-hmm. all the other crap yep. and then give us more of john becoming the john who he really is yeah so the next day i'm gonna Try to talk about this in 60 seconds or less because it's about 20 minutes of this crap. And essentially all that happens is they bring the cosmetic folks in to meet this Arthur Capello, which is mm-hmm. Salim. JJ's like, I have a bad feeling about this, that I don't trust that guy. He's going to mess it up. Lo and behold, the guy messes it up. He they hold, They play this whole like translation thing back and forth where John's translating for the director to the uncle and Aicha. And... He gets way too into his acting and, and Salim basically outbursts, has an outburst, starts flipping out. There's this like two minutes of a scene where they're all just cussing each other out, I'm assuming, yeah. because the whole thing is bleeped out. Yep. The uncle CEO dude is pissed, storms out because he kind of figures out like, okay, there's no Arthur Capello, like, or at least you guys don't have respect for me. Like you're treating me beneath you. He's, yeah. he's just upset. Like, no, I'm not going to give, we still have a deal because we signed a contract for your cream son M, but forget the commercial. I'm yeah. out. So he storms out. They all run after him. And Aisha goes up to John and is like, I'm going to try to talk to my uncle. And she goes and talks to him. And basically he agrees to give them a chance to still be in the running because they did have a good campaign, but I'm mm-hmm. going to look elsewhere. So yep. that's that. That's and John's that. like, why did you help us? Cause she's like, yeah, I knew you guys, I knew Arthur Capello didn't exist because I had my friend look into it and that we could see that that website was only created a few seconds before I looked at it. Yeah. And he's like, then, and again, this makes no sense either. Cause she's like, I just loved your commitment and determination to want to get our business. No, you guys were just a bunch of liars. And she's like, she thinks that they're courageous for making right. up a fake director so that they can do yeah. whatever it takes. Yep. And she's like, and I like courageous people. So I wanted yep. you to have a chance. Yep. She's like, I'm just impressed with how committed you were to convincing us. So yeah. I want you to have a chance. So that was like 20 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. So now to end the episode, John and Sanem are driving back after the work day. And, um, they are just kind of bickering back and forth because Sanem is still irritated with him. Yep. And talking about directors being snobs and, mm-hmm. uh, and Aicha, like, yeah, be- 
where she where when where she's concerned because she's like this woman's openly just obsessed with you and you're basically giving into it. Yeah. And he's kind of like, "Well, I'm confused with you." And then there's the most abrupt scene change. I I was like, "Wait, what? I thought my TV skipped. I no. thought I, I thought there was like a skip in my TV. Like what just happened?" And I rewound back and I'm like, "Nope. It's just this abrupt choppy scene change where we pick up in the middle of what clearly what was that rock scene it's like the middle of it yeah they're they're in the middle of a fight now yeah (laughs) on the rocks they go from kind of being a little bit tense Mm -hmm. with each other and talking about Sanem being jealous about Mm -hmm. Aicha and now suddenly they're at the rocks and they're fighting and John, John is the one accusing her of being hot and cold. Yeah, and I'm he's like, like, you're warm for one day, cold for another. You smile and then you pout, you ignore me. And, and now you're jealous of me. You do the opposite of what you're doing. What are you doing, Sanem? And she's but he's like, doing the same thing. Yeah. He's like all adoring of her. And then he's like annoyed with her weirdness. Like, ugh. and she's fed up, obviously. And she's like, yep. uh, does it even matter? <laughs> yep. Like, yep. yes, it does. She's like, okay, tell me, how does it matter? I mm-hmm. could stop looking at you. I'm sorry. I could stop looking for you in my last, last two years. And well, that's what he says. He's oh, like, I sorry. might as well just, I might as well just stop looking. If this is how you're going to be, I might as well just stop searching for you in the two years that I lost in my mind. Mm-hmm. And she's like, didn't you tell your dad that the, the feelings in your heart were gone? Um, and she's like, the love that was erased from your heart, what would it change for mm-hmm. you? She's like, it's tattooed on my heart. Yeah. She says, I can't get it off. I can't erase it at all. I'm going to lose my mind. Actually, I already lost my mind. Yep. She's like, I was uh, in a mental hospital. They filled my heart, my brain, and my soul with meds, but they still couldn't erase it from my head. I don't understand how you could lose it so easily. Yep. And I mean, this is just the epitome of she's tired. She, she's like reached the end of her rope as far as her motivation to fight for him, to try to help him remember, because she's just like, yeah, I just don't understand. I understand you forgetting your memories, but I don't understand how you can't feel anything for me. Like, and so that's it. She's done. She turns around and she walks away. And it ends with John staring after her. He doesn't go after her. He just stays put. And then that's how the episode ends. Um, And honestly, I understand why she felt this way. I was fully supportive of this outburst and her just finally spewing everything she was feeling. Me too. And um, yeah, but all in all, this was a horribly put together episode. Like it was just all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We've, I think we've already yeah. said it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, so again, we haven't really, nothing's progressed. Like not really, not at all. This didn't push any plot forward as mm-hmm. far as John falling for her, as far as him, even if he's not getting his memory back, like, okay, I'm intrigued by this girl and I want to know more about her and all like none of that. And it's like, this is now in five hours of no progression. And, and if anything, they've made it more complicated by the introduction of a new potential mm-hmm. other woman with Aicha. Yeah. Which, okay, talk about a tired plot 
Like, yeah, we've been through this so many times on this show. Again, lazy writing. Like, let's just throw a girl in there that's going to make Sanem jealous. Like, been there, done that. Let's try something new. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyhow, so that's how it ends. Yeah, that's fine. We made it it through it. Um, Yeah. Do you you have a question? I do. So, I want to know. I don't think I've asked this before. Uh, I want to know what everybody's favorite song is that was, has been featured in the series. So we've had a lot of songs during very special moments, and mm-hmm. I want to know what your favorite song is. All right. That's a good one. Um, yeah. So that's that, you guys. Yeah. Um, you'll You'll be in for quite the dull treat next week as we deal with most of the episode being about uh hairdresser Meliot, right yeah mm-hmm. and her random i don't know why she gets a whole episode about herself so i don't know sorry guys it's gonna be just as awful <laughs> next week but we will be here we will watch that terrible episode for you um and yeah so you know where to find us uh mm-hmm. for DZ, all over social media Join our private Facebook group if you just want to chat more things DZ. And we do group watch group watches of uh, EK reruns every Saturday in the group um, just for fun. And yeah, I just love it in there. It's our it's like a little, little happy, fun place to run to during all this crazy quarantine stuff. So it is. It's great. Uh, find us there. Shoot us an email uh, at Dizzy4DZPod. Not at, sorry. Just Dizzy4DZPod at gmail.com. And, um, should we tell them about the tip jar? Sure. I mean, it's at the bottom of the description, but we started, we added it to our episode notes. Um, there's, there's absolutely no pressure, honestly, but a few people had reached out to us via email. Very sweet. Just like, how can we help support you guys on the show? And, um, and we didn't just want to be like, hand us money. Like that just seemed really weird. But there is a way you can contribute to a tip jar if you feel so inclined, if you um, want to help support the podcast in that way that helps pay for our, um, it could help pay for our monthly uh, storage fee, I guess, for all of our audio, for it to be able to be all over um, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. So um, yeah, if you want to, there's a link to the tip jar, but absolutely no pressure. We love you guys. We love doing this. We're not trying to get rich off of any of this at all. So, um, but I noticed there were a few of you that had asked if you could support us in some way. So if that's something you're interested in doing, you can check it out in the episode notes. So, um, other than that, we'll see you guys next week with volume 50, two more left. And yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much. I'll get emotional. (laughs) So. (laughs) So until next time, go to shoot us. Oh, check off.